practice, jig practice, jig practice, sketch boys like doing this, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast, post-Hendrith. Post-Hendrith, and what does that post- mean? <laughs> no Hendrith. <laughs> Insight. Hendrith used too much hen breath, so he's sitting this one out. Ooh, yeah, that's okay, though. He brought a lot to the table. He got a lot of his ideas stepped on. <laughs> so a lot much. of trains of thought bumped off. Ugh. He deserves a break. Who would have thought a hundred episodes later we'd <laughs> we'd still be <laughs> episode <laughs> episode one hundred one hundred one sounds exactly like episode one. I know it's incredible. I mean, it's not. I guess that's the thing. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, just a real quick thanks for the new intro, Oscar. Now stop listening Oski. to the episode. Right, exactly. Uh, I'm about to say something terrible, Oscar. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Just kidding. It was about TGIF. Um, <laughs> let's see that. So thank you for that. Thanks, Mitch, Justy, Allison, Oscar. You don't Ash, want to know. Uh, E-Weaves, uh, everybody that contributed to the Hendrith. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, now, as a treat, did you even did I even let you finish introducing the podcast? I didn't. Eh, just welcome to the new set. We're in a century, baby. We got one century in. We got a hundy in. We're back in. Are we now in AD? Or is BC behind us? Before Crank? That's BK. Before... <laughs> That's a BK broiler. We were hot in the broiler. <laughs> the BH. The BH. Before the Hendrith. Now we're in. A-H, P-H. Addo, we're P.H. Balance. Addo Hendrian. <laughs> Addo Hendrian? <laughs> what is it, Addo Domini? Oh, yeah, it me. is. Still don't know what it means. Because Henning is not here. I've had two I've had two instances, uh, speaking of Addo Hendrio, uh one, have you yet had your mom say, we started listening to the podcast on road trips? Hi, mom. <laughs> I think maybe my mom said that when we did the tenderest. <laughs> yeah. The tenning. And then uh, we haven't spoken since. So I, so the instantly my, fa- I was like, oh, whew. I was like, yeah, I've done a hundred of them. There's no taking it back now. So go away. <laughs> you can't but, be like, um, listen to 61, but 73. Right. Be selective. Go Peter Billingsley's bones followed by <laughs> cream stews, you know, uh, but she already covered her tracks. She, she turned it on me. Cause she's like, yeah, we started listening on the road. Can't really hear it. Uh, audio quality. Can't really hear it. So we stopped. When- <laughs> oh, good. Thank you. I mean, that's is honestly the nicest thing your mom could have said to us. It's true. Like, I can't wait to see Karen to be like, Karen, I heard you listen to the pod. What do you think? Like, and if her response is, audio quality is a little rough, I get a little little discombobulated in the car, I'd be like, thank you. <laughs> thank you for not giving me your actual opinion and just being like, <laughs> um, noise hurts my ears. Um, and then I had somebody else, again, shout out to Vivi, uh, who I work with, who's like, I figured it out. I downloaded the Jerk Practice podcast and said, thank you for your download. And she said, 
Too many inside jokes. I turned it off after a minute. I went, you know what? That's fair. And then Meg was like, you got to start from the beginning. I was like, Vivi, you just don't have it in you. I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, I don't. I mean, please download all the episodes. But, you know. I think maybe we need to do a a Vivi cast. Oh, that'd be great. Big Clemson fan. Clemson's got a big game coming up. They got a big game coming up. We're going to do, we're just, she can send in topics. We'll t- only talk. I feel like that's like oh a my tell them Steve Dave episode where it's like, you give us the topics. We'll talk about them. Like nobody cares what I think about football, but I'm saying we should do like a proto, we'll call that it the VV episode. Amazing. But it's like, could we possibly do an episode where someone could listen clean? Sure. Like maybe every so often, every Hendrith, we need to do a VV. Every full moon. So we can point people to like, oh, you, you, hey, nice to meet you. I do a podcast. You need to listen to episode 103 because it's a solid recap. And then you can dive right back in. Every it's like full a, it's like buns a... with a Z, they record <laughs> clean. We're not, yeah, uh, rec- but not only record clean, can we record clean and contextually competent yeah we could do that we could do that yeah we just need we need clearly delineated we need more segments and segments yeah true so if you just you come in cold you're like i don't know what's happening oh this is this is when they talk about the mall and we have like a a little bit of a jingle I, I, we can do that. I want uh, every full buns of the Z. I can go clean. So, Henning, you're hearing this, and I know a, a certain... I'm not saying go clean. I'm just saying try to be as sensical as possible. <laughs> oh, no clean. Can so we, we can still it? be no. doot. Or no, that's no... T- um, doot. Uh, doot, yes. Uh, what was I going to say? That... Uh, f- oh, yeah. First, right now somebody's hearing that there could be a VV cast certain brother day toilet that's probably licking his chops right now and two i it's funny you mention that because i'm uh it's not a spoiler but i'm uh conceiving a new project and it's not new in the big concept but it's this is a perfect transition because i'm i'm going to recommend somebody else's pod right now one that i never thought i'd get into but it is spectacular and it has totally revolutionized what the way already the way I think about music and a genre of music and what is slowly becoming my favorite genre of music. The podcast is mm-hmm. called Cocaine and Rhinestones. Cool. And it is all about the history of country music and Nashville. And it is fucking cool. mind blowing. The dude, his name is um Oh, I can't I can't remember. He's David Allen Coe's son. Dude's name is Tyler Mahan Coe. Uh just cause credit where credit's due. Um Ooh, yeah, no, I know, I know of David Allen Coe, who is crazy prolific country music. Yeah. Crazy person. And he uh so he so that I only say that because he's got some inside knowledge of all these stories, mm-hmm. but he's super into the music and the culture, and he just he it's like last podcast on the left. He researches the mm-hmm. shit out of it, gives all his sources, and it's just I can't recommend it enough. It's great. And then you walk away like like he recommends songs and gives you little snippets. Like you just 
like that's all I've mm-hmm. been playing on my playlist now. Like Leuven cool. Brothers tracks and George Jones and Mitch. If you're listening, you'll really appreciate it if you don't know it. Um, that being said, out there right now, not to dump, there is not a good presidential podcast of that nature. They're out there, so good on you. The guys mm-hmm. are doing it, but they're not like going into depth into the more what I think are more intricate or intricacies of these individual characters as opposed to what they mm-hmm. did in office. So I'm thinking yeah. like I was going to go to the library and pick up some books and just start number one to number 45 and just start like a podcast. Like a sure. President's what would podcast. that be? Right. No, exactly. You're like, okay, that it's easy to track. Cause you're like, start with G dubs and then right. you roll through and like whatever interests you as a person because you have like you, we are both in the same boat. Like we've read books and like watched documentaries. So it's sort of like whatever floats to the top is like you're like this is what we're talking about. Like you get it's not going to be like a super academic. Maybe it's going to be a Stephen Foot. We'll lay in a little bit of <laughs> Asokan's farewell. Yeah, yeah. I was going to do like I was going to reach out and see. What, I, I, you know what? I just realized. We have an audience listening to us talking about a new podcast to be done. So <laughs> there's that. But just a little taste spoiler. I was thinking here's I think the t- a title can give you. I was thinking about just calling the overall podcast George Washington's Teeth, a presidential podcast. BBC, in conjunction with the British Dental Association, would like to present To Tell You the Tooth, a molarality play. A scientific look at the history of dental hygiene. Chapter one, America. It has become commonplace for American comedians and humorists to make light of the British smile. It is also widely known that America's founding fathers, in fact, America's first president, had none of his natural teeth. So, how was it that George Washington kept up the image of powerful statesmen with no teeth in his head? Well, let's take a look. A look behind this presidential smile. Now, as you might have guessed, a wooden tooth was one of the first things he tried. This tooth belonged to a thoroughbred Clydesdale named Jim. This is a shark's tooth. And this is the beak of the fierce and majestic American bald eagle, ever the patriot. This one was carved from an elk's jawbone by the Potomac Indian tribe. They called him Old White Hair. Here's a baboon's pinky. This appears to be a twig of juniper to keep his mouth springtime fresh. A scrabble tile. Right, so that might give the listener just a little taste of the intricacies i'm i'm thinking about yeah and i'm not and then we'll we'll leave it at that because otherwise it's boring check out cocaine and rhinestones check out george washington's teeth in 2021 (laughs) and uh speaking of country music it's a perfect transition because uh welcome to the the zz episode we we always do something we always do is we say we're gonna check my notes i'm gonna check my notes i heard a fucking country song today Mm mm-hmm when Ashley and I and Harvey were out and I was cheesing out and Ashley's like, you never heard this? And I was like, no, I missed this one. Uh, basically it came out in like the late nineties. I would assume in that era of like, you know, grunge, like post punk, like, so there's a, in the, the era of like, like the song, 90s? what if, what if God was one of us? Gotcha. Like that era, mm-hmm. because this song was, what if Jesus came back like that? Okay. 
So we had like a, a very beautifully unseasonably warm day today. Interesting. Okay. And we were just out running, out running around, out and about. And we were like, let's just go sit outside and like get something just to be outside. Late afternoon, the sun was still out. So there's like a little sort of like greasy spoony diner in our neighborhood that has like crazy outside seating. So we're like, we'll just go and hang out. And as we're sitting there, they were playing a bunch of country music, which I I like. Ashley likes. I've listened to it my whole life. So we're just talking and a song will come on. We'll talk about it. And we're talking about stuff. And then all of a sudden I hear the line and i went what and she looked at me and went oh you've never heard this before and i was like no of course not i've never heard this before it was what if jesus came back like that and that's the refrain so you hear and it's a little like honky tonky little bit what if jesus came back like that dinka 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 dink what if jesus came back like that riding the rails with a hobo hat what if jesus comes back like that on an old freight train in a hobo that's awesome. So I was like, oh, this is cool. I thought we were going to get into a little like Big Rock Candy Mountain. Yeah, like a little uh, uh, Frank Guthrie. Looney Tooney. Like, what if Jesus came back like that? Riding the rails with Elmer Fudd. Like stealing biscuits from a like a, a bowl, like a railroad bowl sure. made out of jerky. Uh, but then the <laughs> next verse Oh so it escalates very much like that Johnny Cash song about the highwayman, the highwayman song. Sure. Yeah. Like it tracks like that. We're like, oh, I can follow this Willie Nelson narrative about. I got you. He's a rogue stealing jewels from a woman on the road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next verse after you just heard. What if Jesus was riding the rails with a hobo hat? <laughs> what if Jesus was. I couldn't hear because we were laughing too hard and talking. But the end of it was what if Jesus was. Born a baby hooked on crack. No way. <laughs> what if Jesus comes back like that? Two months early hooked on crack. Will it let him in a turn back? What if Jesus comes back like that? Yes. No. It goes from like that like trampy, fun hobo hat to like we're getting real social about this. Like what if he was born to a woman? who was addicted to drugs and just down on her luck. What if Jesus was born high on crack and that's it. And then the next verse is just sort of like a fluffy, like, eh, let's all have a hug. Bible three <laughs> like, would be amazing. Jesus came back on crack. Bible three would be bananas, <laughs> pythons and late nights and, I mean, <laughs> so I didn't get a chance to look up whom it was because neither Ashley or I could remember. Right. But what what if what if Jesus came back as a baby high on crack? I was like, I feel like I heard that. Maybe I. Well, how about everybody? Let's all take a listen to it right here. Hey, what if Jesus comes back like and that was ridiculous. Remind, I got to find that song now. <laughs> I'll be trying to put this together late, late, trying to get down and go, fuck, I gotta take this in and find this song. <laughs> um, man, no spoilers, but it's so exact. I heard a song because I'm listening to this podcast. It's an older song. This would be, it was during segregation. And have you ever heard of the mm-hmm. song called The Bus? I don't think so. So it's a song about this guy, or this guy singing about these kids 
who what happens is segregation comes to this little town in like Mississippi or something. And so these kids who are in this perfectly safe, nice school now get separated perfectly. So yeah, yeah, and they have to bus in, they're forced to bus in um, children of color. And then they're forced to bus some white kids to another part of town. And you gross. It's really gross or not that it's really gross. The song. No, I know. I'm just the miscegenation no (laughs) the whole and but they're singing like it's like a real like devastating thing and then what happens is the buses crash into each other and all the children die the schoolhouse stands decaying in our sleepy little town an epitaph to freedom it too is crumbling down one year ago september That's when we got the word our school would not reopen. Our protests went unheard. They said to get a school bus. And our kids were reassigned to a school across the river where the races were combined. We all thought this was stupid. So it's a pretty on-the-nose oh, nice. metaphor. I like that. I mean, that's like a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah, early Like, Black no Mirror. one wins. Whether you liked it or you disliked segregation, it, like, all your cell phones turn into a parasite and kill everyone. But I was thinking about this guy because I was like, this it was a pretty, not to me because I'm slowly learning more and more about the genre, but a pretty well-known guy within the, the country music genre that spans mm-hmm. decades. So, I mean, that guy was singing, you know, like that Nashville sound in like the late eighties, early nineties. Right. And, yeah. You know, he, and he was to, singing. He what if to, Jesus came back like that? Yeah. He might've been Jesus riding on like the that. scooter with his uh, weed smoke hat <laughs> <laughs> with his bong, with his sick, riding his scooter with his six foot bong six foot. all along. Took down crack. <laughs> I, I just think it's a bit muddled. <laughs> I wrote the bus. <laughs> I know. That's, yeah, we do. You know. That's why. That's why I can't get you out of the door to the office. <laughs> Take your foot out of the door, Jam. <laughs> You're not allowed inside. Uh, you but shouldn't be riding bus. that wave anymore. You're gonna be riding the bus. Not to that, that part of town. They hate the... that song. Everyone hates that song. God, that. So you think about st- dumb shit, you you own right like or whatever i mean you could possibly own at least you'll know you'll never own something like the bus like your greatest success is like sure (laughs) is a shining example of the worst aspect of american history that went by the time it was recorded it wasn't that long of a span before basically at least publicly the entire country shifted on Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's basically like you could go back to it's basically like eddie murphy's delirious it was pretty Mm -hmm. well that at least publicly within 10 years people are like nah i don't think so man 10 15 yeah yeah well yeah it's like you had the last you had the last good nazi song before people stopped listening to like Songs about Nazis. Like, you just, you have that, like, last. The last. Like, man, I had, his, I had a hit. I had a segregation hit. Right. Why well, couldn't it have and hit in 1938 instead of 1945? Segregating. Yeah. Right. 
Get on the bus, get on the bus. Bus. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I gotta send you. I want to do a, a a a maybe Henning. Maybe you can get on it. L- Henning, look up the Leuven Brothers. Satan is real album cover. Oh, that is the most beautiful thing you've ever beautiful. seen. Beautiful. <laughs> it is. It is like a fucking. That is what hell. I hope hell looks like. It is a mountain of fucking burning tires yes. and black. It is like horrific. It's like incredible. you see the Leuven brothers in these beautiful suits standing surrounded by fire. And you're like, how are you alive? Don't for- like, this is like <laughs> Mad Max shit. Don't forget. They add the most cartoonish looking Satan ever <laughs> yeah, just- in the background. So Henning, if you could, uh, you know, just kind of, Jerk practice, screamer up that Satan. Add a third Leuven brother in there, if you know what I mean. And we could use a, we could use an, uh, uh, what do we say? Post Hendrith, Adohendronomy. Uh, oh yeah, Adohendronomy. Yeah. We could use a new. We can update the cover just like all the the famous pods do. We could be idiot with numbers and symbols. <laughs> what the fuck is jerk? Oh, no, I'm gonna. Proc <laughs> to nine. <laughs> what? I don't. That was weak. It's Sorry, like an folks. equation written by people who don't understand math. There is like a. There's been a few like. Uh, and I'm not going to be the old dad here, but uh, there's like a few rappers out there that names mm-hmm. are incredible. Like there's one guy who's literally named X X X exhilaration and you say all the x's he was murdered but and then there's a new guy oh. in prison called x six nine six of nine or something oh yeah no i was reading about him <laughs> he is a uh, uh six the numeral six i x then nine nine obviously and then i n e written in like old english like nazi font it's it's an, so uh, how do you pronounce he's in jail now for long ever <laughs> sweet looking guy face tattoos white guy dreads mm-hmm. he's part asian part native american maybe caucasian part spanish mm, sorry like yeah. not the type of guy who like except I was just reading it, I was like what the fuck is this uh went to jail for like underage something he had sex with an underage girl yes, and then posted right. it online of course and then once he got caught it was basically just like ah fuck the law so they're like okay you get to go to jail in brooklyn and then he was like jail is hard he's on rikers I right hate jail yeah the- they had to they had to move him they moved him to a special jail uh we know he's in there with uh with uh, our pedophile from the not clean episode about eighty <laughs> episode eighty three or something, uh, he um, yeah, you know, I, it's interesting. His story keeps popping up on my feed because it was like, yeah, you go to jail for a long time, obviously, because he's a a pedophile. He is a pedophile, yeah, for that. But then a, yeah. he also got caught on tape, basically ordering the murder of a rival gang member. So they, he got oh, stung. God. So then they added those charges to him. And then the story that literally popped up on my feed today was how do you, I guess you just call him six, nine, which is such yeah, a stupid, why not? it's great. 
Because uh, if the more we dissect it, the more we're like, it's uh, the number six and then IX and then nine and then I, I, I. It's like, just he's, his name is six nine. He's an idiot. That's that's actually an old Siffel and Ollie. You remember that cartoon? The the or no, the sock puppet show from MTV. Yes, 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 yes. That was actually an old funny bit that they did. Is there's a they were there one guy was saying I'm the guy who created the Dewey Decimal System, and he's like, well, oh yeah, I created the Siffel Decimal System. He's like, oh, what is that? He's like, I start my word with the number and finish it with letters. I was like, oh, that's great. And that's literally what this guy did now. That's a world we live in where a guy who was obsessed with a comedy sketch went to jail for ordering murder because he was so rich and famous. The best part is maybe the worst part for him is uh, so the image of the, I got off track, but the image is of six, nine having trouble in prison. I went, of course he is. But it was him flashing a gang sign. And it's because he claimed to be oh, a crib. Okay. For his like oh, public land, he's Jesus. not. <laughs> so I guess they're giving I, him a hard time. I think like it pops up on my newsfeed, and I clicked on it the first time, and like it's sort of that morbid curiosity for me because I was like, "You're you're pretty soft as well." Oh yeah, sure. he's quote unquote harder than I would be, but I'm like. I'm not dumb enough to just be like, I read this in a book once. Yo, look, I think <laughs> yeah, it says right. blood. My fingers can spell stuff. It's like, you don't do that with these people. Right. You're in trouble. Like, you don't get a pass. Either you are or you aren't. You don't get to go, oh, yeah, I think I'm I think I'm pretty cool. I think I'm tough enough. <laughs> cool doesn't. Like, no, they don't. There's a different, different definition of cool. And I would think it'd be the opposite. They would be like, um, not only are you not quote unquote one of us you're a you're a, a softy young man with a big bankroll we are gonna juice mm. you for all you got which is actually funny because soups. i it was what like one of the memes that popped up when this happened it was like a picture of nwa like in a, a living room like a dirty soiled living room which reminds me of like any party we were at in high school sure and it's dr dre ice cute like they're sitting there like easy and they have like legitimate ak-47s like weapons of war and they're just sitting in the living room with these weapons and then the picture next to them was like six nine or that dude post malone sure all of the like those soundcloud rapper guys with the face tattoos that dress like strawberry shortcake <laughs> and rap about really hard stuff but look very soft right and then you have these guys which turns out is like ice cube dr dre actually humongous nerds i love it the best just humong like but they were like ah, this is the music we do and they would never ever ever be like i'm gonna like they rap about hardship and so it's like that dichotomy of like you exude they exude toughness but they're actually just like that's why they're so successful because they're nerds and they're very smart versus like i look like a nerd but like i'm actually a thug or trend it's that's the difference between trend setting and just being trendy uh dr dre one of his first hits was like a halloween like Oh yeah, monster <laughs> mash rap or something. Which Dracula is song, which again, it's like Dracula raps. Yeah, which full circle, right? 
because of the trend D that's right now. So I'm sure at a time they were like, you ain't hard. You did Dracula raps. But now it's come full circle where everybody's like, that's the best. He's like the- He's a nerd because nerd is cool. Nerd is cool. He's man. as hard as a fucking coffin nail because he did Dracula raps and he ain't scared. <laughs> uh, but Dra- but the thing is, Dracula Dracula was actually some like Romanian that was renting the apartment next to his in Compton. It's like that guy is dangerous. <laughs> that guy works nights. Right. <laughs> like, it's just from the freshly broken up USSR. Probably worked for the KGB. <laughs> right. Selling guns. Oh God. Oh um so oh that's what I was I, I think I so that was one piece of actual joy work that people can check out. Uh cocaine and rhinestones. Mm-hmm. I know you didn't check this out, even though I sent you a link. By the way, I hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving. Here's some ad Henany uh joy work. Did you get a chance to click on the greatest Thanksgiving movie ever made? No. Jive Turkey? Oh, shit. Oh, crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I know what you're talking about now. The holidays are busy. Now that we're face-to-face, I can tell you, implore you, you gotta watch this crazy movie about a a young man who wants to be a jazz singer who befriends a turkey. Oh, now I'm gonna feel so bad. I can't remember this. This turkey has, like, it's a jazz playing turkey. I got the blues. Baby, I got the blues. Thanksgiving Day blues. I got the blues. Oh no. Don't wanna be in the oven. Can this turkey get some love and I got the blues. That was incredible. Oh, hey. I didn't see you standing there. My name's Willie. Willie Birdman Fowler. Um, oh. oh this is amazing already. And it's clearly a student film. That somehow made its way onto Amazon. The animation is South Park, but they're really trying. Like, it's the best they could do, but it's South Park style. You know what I mean? Like, you watch it and you go, you put a lot of work into this. I know you did because I know only you did this. And you started your own production company. But it is. That's that's on the list for somebody. And. uh, I think that Jive was, Turkey, that was a, I got you. Got to check out. I Jive I I did watch Captain Ron Christmas That's twice. Right. That's not there's not an actual Captain Ron Christmas movie. I I sent you guys that joke and I was like, "Oh my god, if only." Exactly. If we knew the right people, I I'd pitch Captain Ron Christmas and it would happen. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't it? That's oh my god, that's that's such a good um Shift because I was laughing at uh, a fellow Meganite Oscar because uh, Ewe sent us a message like, Oh, Oscars, mm-hmm. you know, he got a shout out. He's the biggest um, sketch comedy fan right now. I was like, Oh, that's great. But we're going to be the Captain Ron of his childhood where he goes back to listen. He goes, What the hell was this? 
This is a. You, this it's isn't the good. movie we now know. You keep yeah. fresh. You don't go back and watch. Uh, no. Insert movie here. What do you have from? You don't go back and watch Monster Squad. You let that stay sweet and soft and funny mm-hmm. yeah. and sharply edited in your mind. So I'm telling you right now. No, you Oscar, want that mind never movie. Never go back and listen to episodes. This podcast never existed, as far as you're concerned. Mm-hmm. Because that's the way it's supposed to be. Your memory of it is like, that was the funniest thing I ever heard. That's all I want. That's it. I don't want you to actually hear me talk about balancing my checkbook. He's going to pay bills. Yeah, if he goes back to listen to this, he's going to track us down like the end of uh, Boardwalk Empire or something. (laughs) We're going to get a a bad joke with our own bad joke. (laughs) No, but I was like, we watched that Christmas, the. what I what I call Captain Around Christmas, but there's a a Kurt Russell oh yes Christmas Netflix movie. You watched it? Excuse me. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> that's exactly how now. you should. Uh, excuse me, audience. That's exactly how you should talk about Kurt Russell Christmas movies while burping. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, you watched it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, it all started because it was like I was like, this is. Other than like holding my newborn babe, oh, like the two. most dad daddiest oh. <laughs> I've ever felt in my life. Yeah, because it was it was Christmas, or not? Excuse me, Thanksgiving. So it's Thanksgiving. We were staying with my mother in law, and uh, like we have Harvey. She's a baby. She gets up really early, so we get up early. So I I can't recall a single time in my entire life where I was up before or to watch the Thanksgiving Macy's Thanksgiving oh, sure, parade. Yeah. But we're like, ah, let's throw that on because we'll I have an hour to kill before it even starts. So the we watched preamble. it and one Oh yeah, preamble was great. There's a lot of a lot of dance and a lot of fun. Who'd they have? Batalian of... Lopez going? Uh, who was it? It was a uh, Hoda. We had a Hoda. Okay. And uh some other people I don't recognize just a quick note that was off the cuff but battalion lopez would be a great tbs detective oh show God. and i mean battalion needs a comeback right after rizzoli <laughs> and isles you got battalion lopez that's what i was gonna say it's like the the male version of rizzoli and isles <laughs> i want anyone who's ever watched an episode of rizzoli and isles to just type a y on the jerk practice facebook page because have you ever seen an episode of rizzoli and isles no, I know what it is, but I haven't. I don't think it exists. It is the most that show in the world. Right. Exactly. Like, it's like, the, it's a cop show. It's a lawyer show. It's a good guys versus bad guys show. But it's these two sassy ladies. But I think that's the con. It only, they only make commercials for a show that doesn't exist. I think that's the same as Bones. <laughs> Bones was on for 19 years. Did you ever see an episode of Bones? That's not no. a real show. They're just filling, filling space. It's like almost oh like a producer God, saying, like, we got to show them that we got content. We got to con them. We need more advertisers. No, exactly. They just kept making commercials. And people were like, Rizzoli and I was just tracking really well. And you're like, we didn't make a, an episode. How is this possible? Why is it trending on like, Twitter right now? Let, let's let keep making commercials for the next episode. And they did. People were still like, 
this Rizzoli and Isles is the greatest show. And it's like, there's no show. That's it's only so the commercial. Funny. That is a movie. It's a mind right movie. Like that's like a UHF slash um producers type movie where guys try to start up their own independent TV show, but they can't they don't have they only have enough money to stay on the air and they don't have enough content, so they just shoot these kick ass commercials and everybody's talking about it and they have to keep the facade going. And it starts blowing up, so they're getting all this advertising money, but they have no real and content. That's, and that's all anybody remembers is the like hot content. So it's like, oh my god, I remember seeing that promo. William Shatner's in that show now, and that and it was like that's just the promo. He was on that week to be the serial killer, right? That's and that's what the channel ends up becoming, like an MTV. It just becomes PTV promo TV. Oh man, that is like a Black Mirror-y thing where it's like there's not really a show. The show is in the in the abstract. It's in the space between. There was never a show to begin with. And it would start messing it's... with people's consciousness, right? Because they'd only see these clips, so they never nobody would be on the same page as to what an ending to that potential episode is or these beginnings or it's just God. these cuts, so everybody's like do you see it's that just... promo for Battalion Lopez? <laughs> it's just a fucking network. That's the Mandela effect. Of yeah, right. Just that, like, I, what do you remember? Well, this is what I remember. Oh, okay. This Well, this is what I remembered. I remembered the episode this way. Oh, that sounds great. Sure. Yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah, Lopez was on fire. I'm a battalion <laughs> like, man. Oh, I, rem- I remember that promo. Oh man, there was that episode where Batali's grandma, she was the ghost. <laughs> that's just, and see, like, that's oh, all the you ghost need. episode. That's your spinoff. It's just called Batali's grandma, sassy grandma who's the chief, of some town. <laughs> she wears a leather jacket, of course, for no reason. Leather jacket and a muumu. That's fucking great. That's I not love a bad it. idea. Um, just the the absence of show that goes in our gallery, our the epic gallery show. We're just gonna have a loop. Of our, our of a show we never made, but it's all the promos for it, and everybody's like, "I remember seeing that episode." That's Christian Schlieffen. Not to not to go pre Hen uh, <laughs> before B B H, but I mean, all he was doing. Remember, he created that show. If you don't know that, this is a German shock artist. He created a show called like Celebrity Two Thousand, and it basically was yes, um, uh, American Idol. But for people that he found in a home for, uh, uh, I don't know the term because I don't offend anybody. Mentally challenged people, mentally disabled, mm-hmm. disabled, um, yeah, differently abled. Sorry, differently abled people. Um, somebody's Vivi's pulling out her hair right there for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he had them come up, and the weird thing is, is he like ha- he had a fake judges. Who would like pump these people up? And like as at the example I keep going to is one guy uh, who just came up in like bibs and just crushed a watermelon. And so it would start, and everybody's like, "That's amazing! You uh, you have the talent. Good for and, you!" And you then some, melon. they Good just job. right they'd bring him up, and then somebody would cut him down, which is so disgusting, right? But then yeah, it would then yeah. it would just cut to like like just a quick. Lightning farts, lightning farts. Like it, it was all promo gallery TV, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, that's it, baby. <laughs> it's there. We're on it. Just put on a bunch of different zeniths, stack them up. You know, you want 
that's <laughs> content plus like physical sculpture you know get a cherry on a spoon flinging it oh my god <laughs> but it flings it's flingable so there in in minneapolis there's a sculpture garden and do you remember the artist he did a sp- spoon with a cherry on it mm-hmm. I, re- I know the piece is it lichtenstein did no, he i do don't the think cherry? it's lichtenstein it's a guy who did a lot of food sculptures it could be it could be wrong <laughs> um, yes like I was, of course there is that famous the hot the guy who has the famous hot dog I think no, but I know exactly what you're talking about. But I, th- I love the conversation we're having up to, you know, the famous food artist. It is. Like, though, yeah, like, it, that's like soup. Like that's um, basically considered. Um, what's what's it called? Like uh, um, invaluable, whatever. It's it's priceless. That's God, I'm an idiot. It's priceless art. But uh, he like I think the thing he did lately is he just does inflatable dogs. And puts them on strings, and that's priceless art. So it's all—he's a concept artist. But what mm-hmm, about sure. art on top of art? Has anybody become a famous artist by messing with other people's art, other than Bob on on Tim Burton's Batman? Like, what if, mm, yeah. as a artist, as a new artist, you like Banksy? So Banksy rolls in. Banksy rolls in, and he creates a apparatus. That flings the cherry from the spoon into a waiting inflated set of bosoms. That's art on art. That's not art, Casey. You have to do it on slow it down and violin. (laughs) Can we do a video promo that it's just the the fucking Monty Hall thing slowed down? Because you're right. If you slow it down. It's really sad. Oh, really creepy. Just like. Because then he's an actual lech. Like, that's why they speed it up. Because if. If he's being a full on chauvie, like. Pinching butts and honking boobs. Like, if you speed it up, he looks like a cartoon. But if you slow it down, he becomes a monster. Yeah, he's real. The monster that he is. Horrible person. Oh, speaking of monsters, did you hear about the. uh, Appointment to uh, the Space Force? Hmm, hold on. Musk? No, no, no. To the Astro Chauvetin in the sky. No. Space Forced himself on other people? It was Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's on Space Force? No, he's a fucking Chauvet. <laughs> he's oh, like getting no! filed for sexual harassment. Oh, yes. I, I, I don't say, oh no, like... Like, I'm giving him a pass, but what did he do? Well, I shouldn't even say it like the, that. Uh, that sounds like dismissive. Right, what, did you're he, like, what did he do? Yeah, that's what. What did he do? Put it on the ladies. It's their fault. Science nerds. No, he went full on, like, because uh, Ashley and I were talking oh, about boy. it because she read it. So we talked about it afterwards. He did the full Louis mode oh. where he, like, preyed upon. Like these young women who worked for like the fucking uh, telescopes, like these super like scientists who work on like deep space telescopes. So you're reading, you're like, oh, you, you fucking dick. You, you just assume they wouldn't rat on you. And then as you peel the onion, some woman in college is like, no, he just raped me. 
Oh, Jesus. So you go through it, you're like, oh, my God. Ugh. It went from, like, he reached his hand into my dress to look at my tattoo to this woman just like, nah, he straight up is a fucking beast. He's a monster. Ugh. Man, these guys. Power The show be ship of imagination, man. Oh, boy. It's a good thing Sagan's not here to take his licks. I know, because then you have to confess when Tyson... Snuck up on him in the old laundry room. Maybe Sagan taught him. What do you think about that, Henry? Oh, it's the snake. Sagan the snake. <laughs> oh, snake. Sag, snake. Sag Pliskin. <laughs> Bringing it back to Kurt Russell. <laughs> Bringing it back to the fucking Christmas movie. Yeah, anyway, so yeah, we oh, so fuck spent all day Tyson. watching the uh, <laughs> Macy's Thanksgiving Parade, which was fun, but I was like... I'm what? I feel like a dad because I'm like, oh, lip syncing ain't what it used to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. As I'm, you know, like watching people do bad lip syncs. And I was like, what are you talking about? Why would you say that out loud? Uh, and then, the, you know, like they have the float for the Kurt Russell movie. And it's got cute little elves. Oh, I, I you said float. I thought you meant balloon. I was like, the one year I missed the Macy's Day Parade and <laughs> they, they have had a Kurt, Kurt Russell, Russell balloon. balloon. Oh. What if, I mean, yeah, I wish the Jerk Practice podcast had the type of clout. See, when we get power, we don't showbie and force ourselves on women. We force ourselves on the world, and we choose the balloons for the Macy's Day Parade. Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. Kurt Russell. (laughs) Yeah. And the thing is, they can't do that much detail with balloons. Everybody's just like, these are all just white guys, I guess. (laughs) It's all the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man with a marker face. That's somebody else. That's that's their own faces, I guess. Oh, boy. (laughs) I think. We don't know what they look like, but we're sure they're uglier than they sound. (laughs) It's a reference to it. Just the whistle through the gaps in those teeth. (laughs) Look at the gaps on those balloons. I think it's Batman. (laughs) I don't know. They're like, these idiots, they designed their balloons with too much gaps in the teeth so we can't fill them with air. (laughs) Gotta have real gaps, folks. Fucking morons. (laughs) Bigger gaps. See, if only we were Carnegie style, we'd have a much different world. Tycoons. Filled with our favorite balloon characters. It's Alphonse Ribeiro. Look, he's floating over the Hudson Bay. (laughs) Oh, he's so good. I'd make like people feel good about it. Like, uh, 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 let's see who needs who needs a boost right now. Um, uh, who's that? Who's that? Uh, who's that? Um, I can't think of his name. He was Renegade or something. Oh, Lorenzo Lamas. He could use a boost, right? Or is he a douche? That's not fair. I don't he's know if that's douche. true. He's probably a good guy. I think. I think. I saw him coming full circle to Gap in the Teeth. There was a show when, like, r- like reality game shows were, like, at their height. And it was just basic. It was, like, the epitome. It was almost the Hunger Games-esque yeah. level of show. And it was just, no like, one, yeah. are you hot enough? So it was, there was no personality taken into account. No talent taken into account. It was literally a meat ledge. And people walked out. And Lorenzo Lamas... <laughs> Like he was an authority, would come out with a laser pointer and be like, "That's right, I like your calves. Those look good." Um, 
can you please, um, I noticed when you smile, you don't show me your teeth. Can you smile? Oh, yeah. And they showed this, this poor guy. But I mean, he was also, I mean, yeah, this poor guy, because it was obviously embarrassing to him because he was solely consumed with his appearance. When he had to smile and show his teeth, the quiver, I feel like I've talked about this, the quiver of his <laughs> lips opening yeah. to show the the buckiest gappers this side of the fit calves. Like, <laughs> it was like a beer. And of course, Lorenzo Lamas dismissed him. But I just remember even then, just like, and this was like the height of debauchery. And I guess not, because shows are crazy now. But even I was just like, this is like too far. Too There's much. nothing of like any any merit here sure you're not singing you're not dancing like it's just and not that like being physically fit and working out like that bodybuilder stuff like that takes a lot of sacrifice and i don't even call it art but it's something but like just to be like hot not open your mouth <laughs> yeah, it's like you're a horse it's like horse flesh that is like, horse that's flesh. All, like, yeah exactly Oh Ugly God. teeth. Give him a two. <laughs> but I'm a man. Barely a man. Gap. How man. tall are you? You're not hot enough for a gap. <laughs> you can't pull that gap off. He fell into the gap. Uh, let's see. Oh my God. Um. All right. Thanksgiving. We've talked about. Mm-hmm. You had yeah. a good Thanksgiving. Next, it was good. Yeah. Keep a lookout for the the. Uh, the jerky day parade next year um christmas is upon us and instantly i've managed to offend the cul-de-sac oh good sure was it the graves with santa jesus god (laughs) no so one it certainly isn't intentional and uh, actually this is good to discuss because i'm posing it to you so first off Apparently, our cul-de-sac, and for those listening, you know, I live in the burbs out here, down here, down south. Our cul-de-sac is apparently pretty well known for its decorations. Mm -hmm. In Watertown, South Dakota, we would have been known as like Skyline Drive. It's the place where your family drags Candy Cane Lane. Yeah. Your parents drag you and you hate it, you know. After you a certain time, you're like can't stand that your parents are gonna force you to drive around and and look at these lights, yes. and you're an asshole. And you even though there's a tree full of their heart gifts, full of their hard uh, sweat sure. equity under it, that you're like I'm not gonna watch the lights with you for five minutes. I'm a man. Hot or not is on. You're making me miss <laughs> Bartellian <laughs> Lopez. <laughs> Bartellian. <laughs> um. Anyways, that's our cul-de-sac, and I was like, yeah, I'm sure they do some lights. It is magical. Like, the the, the lights that people have done are um, uh, DeVito Broderick level mm-hmm. lights. Uh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous in the sense that it's, like, so over the top. So I was laughing because I was like, I was telling everybody, like, oh, I'm going to go all out on decorations this year, you know, because we have a house or whatever. It'll be fun. It'll, you know, make a joke. It'll be like Clark Griswold. And then I just saw that and immediately, like, not really, but I was like, why would I even try? Because even if I go as far as I could go, I can never top mm-hmm. that. They they brought a bucket in 
that electricians use to go up and work on electrical oh, Jesus. Like it's like that little cherry picker device yeah, that yeah, like raises yeah. you up. Exactly. So there's no way to compete. So the only way, so I was like joking. So I just put a red light bulb and a green light bulb in our exterior bulbs, our outside lights. And then I took mm-hmm. a picture of their amazing house and a picture of their house, our house. And I just said, you know, uh, something like when you can't keep up with the Joneses, don't even bother. Ha ha. Yeah. But I tagged Meg and Meg's friends with the people in the neighborhood. Uh Oh, so you like it's the joke is on us and it's pretty apparent. Yeah. But a couple people that posted comments on it were like, that first house is tacky. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, oh Jesus. God. So and, and no, so don't. <laughs> Like, don't attack them. I wasn't. No, no. So, but so it would be nothing like it, it is. It is obviously if you can't read it right, I, I'm sorry, but obviously I don't want anybody to feel bad and I don't want to be the, I'm already the weirdo, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm torn because then it's also like, don't you get a little bit of breathing room? You just go, ah, now I know none of the neighbors want to talk to me. This is great. Yeah, you're what good. am I supposed to do? <laughs> I'm off the hook. Uh, but anyway, so here's where it gets interesting is I check my phone. Here's how Facebook works when somebody comments on something and I'll get to the Mm -hmm. the crux of it. So I open it and there's a comment from somebody I don't know. And what it says is, so when you see a comment and you check with your phone, before you click on the comment, you just see the first snippet of the, excuse me, first sentence, gassy. Mm -hmm. I ate Brussels sprouts and baked beans for dinner and a, bu- <laughs> and a, and a high hamburger bun. Sorry. That's dad. That's dad for you. Dad talk. Dad talk. <laughs> That's when you literally can't talk because you're so sick and full of steamed microwave vegetables and canned of generic beans. <laughs> oh, that's gross. Um, uh, anyways, you only see the first snippet of what they say. And then when you click on it, it'll say the whole thing, right? So I mm-hmm. see yeah. what I see is the first sentence, first a name I don't know, a picture I don't know, but I haven't clicked on it because so it's very small on my phone. Um, I'm truly sorry to hear that, comma, but I love dot, dot, dot. So what you have to do is click on the comment and you'll be able to yeah. read the whole thing unless they posted the comment and deleted it and you're checking it 12 hours later. So when you click on the comment, poof, everything disappears. And it was like it was never there, but I know it was there. So I asked Meg, who is this person? She goes, oh, that's the neighbor. I go, oh, what else did that say? Yeah. And then Um, why did they delete it? So now it's a total mind fuck. Like, did they? (laughs) So like, I was like, well, you know, because the the lights keep going up and up and up. And they be like, I'll literally just stand outside and be like, man, this is taking me back. This is breathtaking. But now I can't get close because I don't want to have an awkward conversation. But like I keep (laughs) in my head, I imagine the next conversation goes, oh, now you want to enjoy it. Go back to your irony house, buddy. Yeah. You can't go back to the lit. Yeah. You're the (laughs) go back to being Julia Louis Dreyfus from. Christmas vacation, you dick. Right, I'm the buzzkill. So I'm like, Meg, we got to figure this out. She's Meg, of course, is the pragmatic. She's like, if they didn't get it, they didn't get it. It's obvious that it's a joke on us. And if they read it wrong, fine. If they say something, say you read it wrong. 
But of course, that's not how I play things in my head. So I'm like, Meg, you're buddies with him. You got to, you know, go hang out and in conversation drop, you know. Argent, your house great and our house is funny dumb. (laughs) Won't do it. But then also, um, of course, I couldn't let it go. So then, (laughs) me being the weak-willed, I had to go on and put like a little comment under their house and just put like, by the way, I think this house is amazing. Can't we all agree this house is amazing? <laughs> so, so much. I'm such a weak, spineless. And the thing is, it's all based in my head. None of it happened. It was like none of it was malicious. And yet I've this has been going on for a week in my head. Now you yeah, now you've man. Now it's manifest. Oh, yeah. And now it seems like you were being shitty because you weren't. But now it seems like you're like, I know that you know. I put that energy That I there. know. Yeah. So where do we? Where are we? Am I shitty or are you shitty? Whose comment is going to be the last one standing? Ugh. If only they hadn't deleted that. Because it could have said something positive, but it wouldn't, right? Because then why would they delete it? Right. No, I, I that's like like the cool, like not cool, but I'm also like, <laughs> I know you typed something. I know. And if, it was ni- and if it was nice and not snarky, why would you delete it? Right. But why would you delete it? So they probably think I haven't seen it, right? That's on their game, too. Or they're wondering, probably. has he seen it or not seen it? How does a comment delete? How does a comment stay? I guess most people probably think when they... No, because here's the thing. Most people think that when you delete a comment, nobody's seen it, but that has to be instant because people are on Facebook so often and you get a notification when a comment hits that you better be deleting that comment within 10 seconds of posting it. No, I I totally agree with you. The way Facebook is structured with all of the – everything that's connected to it, you can't post something and then delete it. Yeah, especially if if stuff is connected to stuff. If you drunkenly type some bullshit in your status update and then go, "Oh, that was in poor taste," delete it. Some people may have seen it, but and then you can get away with being like, "Ah, no, you're confused." But posting in all of these connected things, like it pings everything. Like that's right. how why it's set up that way. Sure. It's like if you hit that button. The treat comes down like that's how it works. So for all I know, actually, because, again, they they posted at a certain time and I didn't check my phone till the next morning. So they posted like 10 p.m. and I didn't see it to like yeah. see the little snippet of it. Who knows when they deleted it? 10.05 or 8 a.m. because yeah. I didn't see it till like 9 a.m. So there's this whole window. So it could have been a whole comment thread. That was based on their sure. comment, and finally the last person was like, That's you your... should probably just delete this. This is getting yeah. too weird. We're all this neighbors here. It's getting too here. heated. Right. Yeah. No, I know. It's turning into, you're the Klopex from the movie The Burbs. <laughs> right. Probably. We do have, uh, I'll send you a picture. I And I don't know if I'm rubbing salt in the wound, because I think it's pretty cool, but uh, Jesse borrowed me a work light, and I cut uh-huh. like a shitty, withery, old pine tree down on his farm and i found like a big Uh christmas bulb and i made an x stand so i have a charlie brown christmas tree outside with just like a a clearly evident work light (laughs) spotlighting it (laughs) so it it looks a little rough but it's the only thing we have out there too so now they're probably like oh really 
This is Here just a whole we world. Go. It's on. And then and then I wanted to do the house blue and white and Meg kibosh yeah. that. Go blue and white lights or just blue and white lights. So nope. They'll think it's a Hanukkah thing. <laughs> it's so funny because as I thought I was like, well, it's a little Hanukkah y. But I, I just thought it was a cool color scheme and I was thinking of like the blue blanket from Charlie Brown, but I don't know if we already got the neighbors riled and that one neighbor already has a Confederate flag. We don't want to. Oh, right. You're going to come out swinging double ba- both barrels. And it's like, yeah, we're going uh full Hanukkah on it. It's Christmas, but it's Hanukkah colors. And them's fighting words. And we have that Santa that's like uh, his he's bent over and his back is facing the street. And it just says honk if you're gay, and then it's hooked to noise. And so when you honk your horn, it moons you with, and it's got a, it's got a rainbowed thong on. <laughs> oh my god, that's perfect. It's a perfect segue because I had a couple notes in my phone about like, have you guys done any like Santa Christmas y stuff with? Has Ruby? Have you taken Ruby to Santa Claus? We took her. Um, we went Christmas shopping. I'm. I am. Uh, for all the neighbors that do listen to this podcast, <laughs> context is key because uh, I do tag I do tag Meg when I promote the podcast too. Uh, <laughs> the truth is, like their houses are beautiful, so it's cool when I see that. But also, I'm it. I am in definitely in spirit. Drank a gingerbread mm-hmm. latte today. Had to choke. Ooh, had to hold back the gag reflex <clears throat> from when we worked there. <laughs> nice and ooh, all this flavor. It only took fifteen years before I could actually even smell gingerbread syrup without throwing up <laughs> in my mouth. So I had a gingerbread latte today. We were out Christmas shopping. We did some online Christmas shopping. Uh, like I said, I put that tree out. Um, I'm I'm in the spirit. We still, we we bought a tree. I guess trees ooh. are in shortage. This year, so like there's like trees are super expensive down here, but we found like the one, you know, uh, cousin Eddie Christmas tree farm that like has like disfigured trees, and we got yeah, like a good like, tree from them. Uh, so I am shift in the that side to the wall. That bald side is oh, facing oh yeah. the. Oh yeah, um, but we have not taken. So we were at Christmas shopping today, but we have not taken her to um, see Santa yet. So. Have you guys, are you guys in the, in the throes of it? Oh yeah, we did. It what was funny is because we last year did the back to mall conversations. We went to the, the mall and Ashley's like, this is the nice mall. You got the nice mall Santa. And we're like, Harvey was, you know, three months old right, at that course. point. So we got this awesome picture with her, with Santa Claus. But when we were there, it was like a, a shit show. And it was like, oh, Santa, you're really fucking harsh in the Christmas vibe here, man. Because yeah. we we got there and there was like one kid. And this is like a fucking episode of a TV show or like a Hallmark movie. We got there. There's like a 20 year old kid dressed as an elf. And he's got to walk the length of this fake Christmas village that used to be. A fucking store in a mall, but it's been shuttered because like malls can't support stores anymore. <laughs> right, the economy, <laughs> so it's right. just like fucking, it's already like, depressing. Yeah. Thirty yard jaunt from the door where you check in to where Santa is. So we get in, and this guy's like, "Oh, hey, hey, 
sorry, man, it's a little hectic. Like, he was a fucking sweetheart. And dressed like a fucking elf, like, in later hosen and shoes and shit. And he's like, oh, yeah, you just walk down the Christmas path and you can stop and take pictures if you want. Santa's at the end. I'll be down to help you in a second. Right. And we're like, okay, cool. So we walk down. And this was last year. So we walk down and we're like, okay. Harvey's just a little little spud. We got her dressed up in, like, Christmas best with tights and little saddle shoes and stuff. So we get down there in the line and there's a bunch of other families. And we just hear, like, Santa, like, fucking Santa Claus just started grumbling. Ugh. Sorry, but it's taken so long, everyone. Uh-oh. And we're all kind of like, oh, we didn't really realize there was a problem until you started grumbling. <laughs> Santa. Santa Claus. <laughs> like, Harvey's fucking three months old, four more and a half months old. Like, she doesn't matter, but there's like actual kid kids there. And it's like, all right, next. Oh, God. Next. <laughs> And then the, the guy dressed as a fucking elf comes the 30 yard dash down, takes the picture. He's taking the picture. He, he like goes to the parents, which I found out now is totally a no, no. But in this situation, he was like, I take your phones out and take pictures, too. Oh, and you Santa's like, yeah, uh, take your phones out because uh, some of the elves decided not to show up today. Oh, boy. <laughs> So he's just like getting like really grossly salty. So we're like, okay, like these other family, they have like three or four little kids. Sure. That are like, oh, it's Santa. That are making memories. And he's just, yeah, no, I'm sorry. It's taking so long, everybody. You got to call the mall management. Like he's getting really pithy and weird about like (laughs) scheduling issues as Santa Claus. So like we, so it's funny because we finally Ashley and I are like, okay, here we give Harvey to Santa Claus, and she just has this fucking like face, like, get me the fuck out of here. I can like, she's feel not the crying, vibes, but just like, I'm I'm over this shit. Like just normally she's smiley and loud and crazy. Just mm. so we took her out. So we did it again this year, but we went to a different Santa. Gotcha. Not the same problems, but same face. Like she was just like, I hate, I hate Christmas. You gotta do. You gotta. You gotta step up. She's probably old I enough know. to realize the ruse. I know by that. Now. That's the sad realization of it was of like looking at where I'm going. I was like, eh, get a little more gray in this beard. Maybe I'm that you guy. You can handle it. I was gonna. I'm. I'm still considering a role as, and it's a little. It's a little touch and go on old our old sketch, but. Cool South Carolina Santa, candy cane Hawaiian oh, shirt, surf little board. boogie boards. What's up, dudes? <laughs> but uh, but then Meg was kind of like, no, you can't do South because the tradition. I mean, at least that was started with uh, my nephews, the twins, like when they were. Well, I don't know where they're at with this whole Santa Claus thing, but the tradition has been Batman brings all the gifts. And uh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. And so um, my um, basically my uncle Dan, uh, he uh, uh, my so aunt, you pay that gap tooth George Clooney to fly in. <laughs> Got to pay him a per diem. So there is my he aunt gets Robin, no drinks. My aunt Robin's husband, Dan, uh, really got a really awesome guy. He's kind of quiet, um, uh, uh, but just like the sweetest guy, you know, but he mm-hmm. plays Batman. And he bought like the he bought the Clooney Batman suit. Like he bought a kick ass Batman suit. But not only that, 
he fucking played it stiff faced, like stoic. Like it, he didn't drop like Batman character. Like he just handed out gifts very assertively. Here you go, young yeah. man. Batman's got to be going. Like it wasn't like Here he the Joker <laughs> escaped from Arkham. Yes. So maybe maybe Batman continues the tradition. The problem is, we all know I got the soft chin. And not only do I got a soft chin, I don't have the Batman chin. I got the soft chin with the type of whiskers somebody that's going through, you know, transformation <laughs> has. <laughs> so bit- I'm going, I'm doing bearded uh, lady Christmas Joker. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I could be the, the cartoon from the old Mountain Dew commercials. <laughs> Well, now that we're talking about Santa Claus, I was laughing because I have thought about it because we have since we took Harvey to another Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. I work at a movie theater. They do this awesome thing once a month where they have like one of those kids bands. They're, they're, it's like a squiggles, you know, oh, it's yeah, like a sure. kids band okay, sure. and Doodle they box. play music and they, they show cartoons and then they play music. So it's really cool. To take kids. So we took it and then there was another we brought we took her there. I was like, oh cool, there's a Santa Claus. And I looked the guy in the eye and he gave me one of those looks like, Hey kid, you got the goods. Oh <laughs> just like, no, 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 I can't do this. But then I kinda was like, I could be a Santa Claus someday. A little seasonal dough, you could totally do it. I wonder what a Santa makes. I mean, you know. You're you you could pass a background check. Unless they find out about the pod, uh, that's what I'm like. Yeah, I go. <laughs> I go. My performance name. I, should I go full like seasonal name, or does that make me sound too skeevy? If I'm like, what's your seasonal name? Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Russell. Oh my god! There you go. Jesus. See, or I can go Kirk Russell. <laughs> In the future, right? So think about a movie forty years from now. First of all, let's go 40 years in the past or 60 years. There was a movie called Miracle. And this is a precursor to Christmas episodes. So any of you guys yeah. out there who are wetting your whistles for DeCrank this episode, it's not going to happen. Not so we're not even into Christmas yet. But So you're, you're familiar with the plot of Miracle on 34th Street, right? 54th? 34th? Yeah, 34th Street, yes. Or, it's like the, or the gangster Claus version, put on... Miracle on the Streets. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, Miracle on 34th Street, um, where a guy actually believes he's Santa Claus, and he very well might mm-hmm. be, and he goes to court. What about a guy f- that now go – the Kurt Russell movie has now happened in 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now go 40 years from 2018, 2058. Now yeah. a guy who takes a job playing Santa Claus doesn't think he's Santa Claus. He actually thinks he's thinks Kurt he's- Russell. Because of sh- the connection. And he should play Santa Claus. To meta? I'm digging it. <laughs> no, meta? I'm digging Pre-dacted? it. Redacted? No, I'm Kurt Russell. Why? Why are you dressed like Santa Claus? Because I'm Kurt Russell. I played Santa Claus in that movie. I'm Kurt Russell. So do you think you're Santa Claus or Kurt Russell? No, idiot. I'm Kurt Russell that plays Santa Claus. Lock him up. Well, Put him with 6'9". <laughs> We're going circul- circular, like cyclical around the thing. Uh... But the Kurt Russell Christmas movie is insane. Oh, it's worth a viewing? It's a joy worker? First Jive Turkey, then the Kurt Russell Christmas Hour? Yeah, oh, boy. it's weird. 
like I text I was texting you and Henning like they have like it has the Christmas like Santa Claus elements sure of these kids like try to Bigfoot tape Santa Claus like Santa Claus is an urban legend he doesn't exist we're going to set up our camera we're going to catch Santa Claus in the act sure so they catch him in the act and then he gets arrested yeah and then there's an amazing like Kurt Wait, Russell's why is he getting arrested? Oh, no spoilers, no spoilers. But okay, because he's running around with like it has points where I'm like, oh, I got you. Like he gets arrested because they're like, who the fuck are you, you queer, you you weird old? No. <laughs> I gotta see this movie. This is spicy. What they say to Santa? <laughs> this weird old really man, mean cop who, from the Bronx, with these like this thong. He's got a thong. <laughs> oh, on sure, rainbow thong. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he's, the uh, so he gets arrested because he's a weird old man with a bunch of kids in the street. So they're like, you're telling us you're Santa Claus and you're running around with kids and you don't have an ID. So they throw him in jail. And then when he's in jail, you know, they have that scene where it's like, who's this guy over here? And then the camera pans to Stevie Van Zant with the greasiest fucking hairpiece you've ever seen in your <laughs> life. And you're like, okay, this movie couldn't get any weirder. It's the entire E Street band minus Bruce Springsteen are in jail with Santa Claus. And then there's like a 15 minute like bluesy breakdown in jail. In jail where Kurt Russell just sings like Elvis as Santa Claus in jail. And he played a movie where he played Elvis. Yes. He does all of the Elvis moves. They don't address the Elvisness, and that's the moment. Was like Kurt Russell? Did you just finance this movie on your own because you really wanted to play like Elvis Santa Claus? Probably, I guess. I don't go ho ho ho. That's a myth. Christmas spirit's down thirty five percent. Half the planet's not going to get toys. So a few brats don't get presents. It's not the end of the world. People need Christmas to remind themselves of how good they can be. Wendy, you got so big. Excuse me. You know what I mean? Grown up big. Is he still a Goldie? Oh yeah. Spoiler alert. She's Mrs. Claus. No way. I don't believe you. No, I'm. I'm not. I'm. I'm completely hundred percent serious. I uh I love that she's got the post credits cameo. I uh I saw a picture of them. I obviously know too much of this movie on the fringes because I was reading up on the old red carpet for Russell Claus, and it had a picture of him and his family, and he's got this big, beautiful, amazing family, and I was like, yeah. oh, no, Kate Hudson. It was like, there's just she's out. She's she's like, mm. sorry, but Russ. her brother's in the movie. Yes, he's in it too. Yes, the she movie's has a, brother. a family affair. There's no, they don't have little guy. They don't have Wyatt Russell. He's not in it because he's too. He's getting big. He's blowing up. But why do you think she's not in it? Because you know it was offered. Did she big time in them? I think they were just like, why ask? Why not? Every other family member's in it. Not every mom, brother. And not the Russell... Martin Short? Does he play oh, if only. Christmas Frost or whatever? <laughs> He's the cop that puts him away. <laughs> yeah. He's the mean Bronx cop. Oh, man. Um, 
No, I'm, I'm, no not trying, so I'm not trying to cause rumors in the Russell family. I'm just saying she would. She seems cool. You think she's got a scuzzy agent like the guy that runs the campaign on Black Sheep, who's like gets the offer and doesn't even tell yeah. her about it because he thinks he knows what's best for her. It's like don't work for your dad. No, she didn't even tell don't him about work the for offer. Kurt Russell. And then she's scanning Netflix and she sees a Christmas movie with her entire family and she's not in it. And then she realizes why they deleted their Facebook comments because they think she burned them. Oh, fucking Facebook and agents. (laughs) My Facebook agent. Oh, my God. (laughs) That is a brilliant like some that's like a Will Ferrell like character who's really big in Hollywood. He's like, it's my agent. It's my Facebook agent. What'd you post today, Kip? <laughs> Kip is perfect. Because <laughs> then the Facebook agent wouldn't be in the room. It'd just be Will Ferrell screaming at somebody in another room. And that could also be another promo show on PTV, the Facebook agents. Yes, Facebook agent. <laughs> he just, he just, he's like Columbo, but he solves all his crimes using fa- social media. The Facebook agent. <laughs> So that could work. Which means he just implicates a lot of innocent people. And the problem is they're like, yeah, Facebook agent, we get it. It's a guy that solves crimes with social media. But anybody that cares about social media doesn't watch network television. So nobody's watching your show. They're just watching <laughs> right, the clips exactly. on YouTube. And we don't allow our full episodes on like YouTube. Like when uh, after the, uh, the, the Boston Marathon bomber, do you remember that when like social – like? the internet was like, we're going to solve this fucking crime for you. And that website read it. Like all these people online, like comb through information and we're like, we found the picture of the two guys that were guilty. And it was just two random dudes. Oh, it wasn't even them in a picture that they were just like, they have backpacks. They're standing here. And then it just permeated through the internet. So I'm just picturing like internet Columbo always wrong. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Ugh. The crime's always way too big and it's always not the person. Sorry. They gotta get Bertoli and... I keep, can't even think that Ramirez. They gotta get those two crack nuts on <laughs> No, it was case. Lopez. It was... Uh, oh, Lopez. Yeah. <laughs> it was Batoni and Lopez. Batoni. <laughs> uh, yeah, because you can't get Bart- Batali. You can't get Batali because he's in the... He's sucking on oysters with DeCross Tyson. Chovy Clink. Ooh, what a fucking piece of shit. Ugh. I know. It's a rough one. It's like the the power dynamic. It does make you think a little bit. It does make it like because you like the, the predominant. Um, gender dynamic is males abusing powers, their power mm-hmm. on females. So just being yeah. male and having no power yeah. and not experiencing yeah. power, it makes you somewhat, at least me, uh, contemplate like my own being and character. Like, am I, uh, am I, what's the word, uh, level enough? to handle power and not be a total fucking pig. Obviously hindsight's 2020 now, obviously, but if I was in 1989, grease slick back hair, big shoulder pads, doing Coke off the bull on wall street. 
I hope no, I, I think be ashamed. I, I think I would have enough integrity and was integra- uh, instilled with enough morals. But it does, and I'm and I'm not saying like, I just like a little peanut. I wonder if like. Because that's what people I say. Would. A little peanut planted in my head. Mm-hmm. Just like yeah. John Washington Carver was probably also a show I, I was going back to the Behan, Behendrith, before Hendrith, B-H. It's the Sajak effect. Okay. Like, when, when, when do you get power? Like, when is your power given to you? I think that also affects how you use the power. Okay. Like, if you were given power right now... You'd be fine. You'd. I feel like you would make the best use of the power that you have. Sure. You were given. If you were given crazy power and influence when you were 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Like, Total that's when ego. you get. That's like, ego age, yeah. Like, where, it's, it's sort of like where your, your mental development is at. And, it, like, not to say, like. Neil deGrasse Tyson's perpetually a 23-year-old dude, bro. But he is if he is grabbing women right. unsolicited. Like, like, there's no fucking excuse for that, no matter who you are. Of course. And that's not, a, but for that's whatever, not an excuse for people that... We're not making excuses for people. No, Obviously, no, but... Uh, like, I love having this conversation as I'm... Literally, my body is moving a bean to the left... In order to belch out Brussels sprout vapor past the bean and bun. It's so gross. I'm so gross right now. No, so it's sort of like, I don't know. I guess there yeah, there's a there's a universe where I am a scumbag. Right. Sure. Probably, right? That's it's 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 okay to I, I think no, yourself it's, like yeah. that. In in a if if we're talking about the idea of the, like the multiverse where there are an infinite amount of Casey's and Hans is out there. Of course, yeah. There's a, sh- a shitty version of me somewhere who oh, does that. Can you imagine running into the scummier version of Hans in a multiverse? It'd be Beetlejuice. It's it's somewhere. You know, really, yeah. It's just like like oh, that's the best. Every every multiverse version of you, other than the one I know currently. Just looks like Beetlejuice <laughs> with varying degrees of buck teeth. Exactly. It's yeah. When you yeah, you just have to wake even up. like even the ones who are like who works in a monastery and like builds the <laughs> telescope to talk to God still looks like Beetlejuice though. Still wears that striped suit and beetle boots. <laughs> sorry, sorry, man. Hey, babe. Sorry, sorry, babe. <laughs> that that's a funny idea too. Like. Has anyone's Beetlejuice? Has anybody ever made a movie or a concept? Listen to this. We've thrown a lot of concepts mm-hmm. out there, and I know we're that's what we do. I know we're we're getting to a point, but let me leave you guys on a big one here, Case. And 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 you're the king mm-hmm. of narrative here. You might be able to to weave this baby. Has anybody created a narrative? Where a guy discovers the multiverse and discovers there's numerous versions of himself in the multiverse. Uh-huh. And then he, because of his perception, he is the real person and everybody else in these multiverses mm-hmm. are not him. Therefore, they're the wrong him or her. So he yeah. seeks out his life's mission is to destroy himself and all these other multiverses. 
I think there's a version. There's versions of that story. Were they all Beetlejuice? <laughs> no, not where they're all Beetlejuice. Yes. They're all they're all Michael Keaton characters. Beetlejuice goes multi. <laughs> you just get the super heavy hardcore sci-fi like Blade Runner times ten, and it's just but it's starring Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice, and he's like, "Hey, babe, time to go into the multiverse. Shit's gonna get weird." That would be like so. You have to, the only way that works in the Kaufman-esque sense and making it beautiful is if the exposition and setup, while very interesting and sci-fi mm-hmm. and and beautiful and visual and um, verbally captivating, it's the setup of this multiverse and this guy could be played by Keaton. All of this yeah. stuff, and then he find, he's going to do it. He's made this discovery, the multiverse, and he he's mm-hmm. come to these realizations. Now it's kind of to go to work. And then yeah. B U, the first guys he runs into is just Beetlejuice. And so the audience is like <laughs> And and the only way that works also is it, this can't be a Netflix movie. This has to be in theaters. So you have an be, audience yeah. in theaters going, um is this movie called Beetlejuice? What what's this movie called? <laughs> Multi Juice? This is like a new line cinema release. We're yeah. bringing back new line cinema For sure. just to do Beetle goes multi. <laughs> Beetle, it has a ring to it. Beetle goes multi. <laughs> no, I do. But that's the best part. It's like, that's where we get to that Twilight Zone thing. It's like, you have this person who's ready to like, I'm ready to like, take in knowledge and all possibility. And then you're like, oh man, is this character played by uh, <laughs> like Paul Rubens? And but the first version of himself, he meets his Pee Wee Herman. So then you don't get anywhere. Right, exactly. So it's the same exact thing. Because everyone's like, ah, it's Pee Wee Herman. You were Pee Wee Herman. This is Pee Wee Herman. Ah, stop talking. Movie's over. <laughs> that actually be... Has anybody ever done a show? Wait a minute. We need clout. I keep going. Maybe we should end with Beetle Multi. Mul- Beetle goes multi. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you got to listen to the whole episode, baby, if you want that title. Um, For it to even make any amount of sense. Uh, nobody's done a like a just a straight up. It could be even like a between the fernsy thing, a straight up thing where mm-hmm. um, I actors interview their iconic characters. So Keaton goes oh. Beetle, Herman goes Paul, Herman um, goes We, Herman goes We. <laughs> I don't know who else has got, you know, Russell goes captain, Russell goes Ron. Uh, <laughs> I mean, how amazing would that be? I mean, you'd have That'd to have some funny. serious, like, like pull. You'd need people to really commit, like, and script it because, like, of course, unless yeah. you're just watching an actor be the most masturbatory actor who's like, no, I'm going to play both the interviewer and myself. Wait, oh, so, but that's what I was thinking. But actually, if you just say Casey hosted the show, you could just mm-hmm. dress up like them. <laughs> I could dress up. Right, exactly. Just, I'll dress up as Captain Ron no, to interview Kurt Russell don't, as Captain Ron. You refuse to shave the beard or get a haircut or do and You just put on a gray suit and a red bow tie. Yeah, I'm Pee Wee Herman. Sure. Ha 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 ha. Uh, I, Tequila. I, where's my bike? <laughs> no script um, can't go wrong with Beetle uh, goes multi 
Beat a Ghost Multi. I guess I'll leave you on just a quote I heard the other night. Please do. Which cracked me up so much to the point where I wrote it down and was like, that's a perfect jerk practice thing. Uh, <laughs> it was. I went out with Mitch and we hung out with some of his old friends from high school and college and saw it was like a bluegrass show. It was really cool. Um, but there was a moment as the music was dying down, this one dude just turned to Mitch and I and just, just said straight up. And I was like, uh, I'm fucking telling this to Hans. He just looked at us and went, Hey man, did you realize we're the same age as Vietnam vets were in the nineties? Whoa. <laughs> I know. And I just went, Beetle just went multi. That is amazing. The levels of inanimity and and inanimity. The levels of in inaneness is what I was going. That that comment is he. That's amazing. Oh, I even I can't put I, that in a script. But he was uh, dressed like Mister Mom. <laughs> that's your multi. That's what that's shaved Casey. He just saw you and he, yeah. I, I I have a feeling he maybe saw you and thought Vietnam, right? Right. Think? He told was he me just stone? that was me talking to me, <laughs> interviewing you, and you didn't know yeah, it because it was him. Casey went multi. <laughs> we both we pressed our palms as close as we could without touching, and he just said, "We're the same age as Vietnam vets were in the 1990s," and then myself turned into myself and disappeared. No, well, if you know the narrative, then he spit a cyanide capsule in your mouth, and he's got one <laughs> notch on his belt going multi. And then he ripped that Hawaiian shirt off, and it was a Hugo Boss Nazi uniform from the year 2000. And then he mooned you with his uh, <laughs> uh, uh, German flag panties, or rainbow flag panties. <laughs> oh, man. I just love that, that, that there's a new... Um, Yes, obviously I love Beetle Goes Multi, but just being able yeah. to use go, I, we got a new idiom in, on our hands. Going, yeah, we, going Beetle multi. Goes Multi. Going Multi is whenever uh, something's, whenever a TV, whenever a sketch idea goes off the rails, we're going multi. It's a jump the shark, multi. if you will. Fonzie, yes. Fonzie no, Goes that's Multi. Our... <laughs> oh, that's the name of the episode, Fonzie Goes Multi. <laughs> that works for me. <laughs> Because, like, if it was a comic, like, he would be standing in a room and there would be the Fonzie we know, but then there would be, like, a a road warrior Fonzie, Fonzie and then a Fonzie and, like, Fonzie and beautiful, like, armor from, like, Arthurian legend. Like, can you imagine, like, an Arthurian Fonzie? Beautiful. A. Fonzie dressed up like uh, uh, Robin Hood. Yeah, a gunslinger Fonzie. Oh, yes. Like, an Egyptian Fonzie. He's a pharaoh. He's all golden. <laughs> or, yeah, maybe the title of this episode should be Egyptian Fonzie. <laughs> but then if you see the title of the episode, not that anybody, you go, Fonzie goes I multi. wonder who they think Egyptian Fonzie is. And then they're going to finish the episode right now. They're listening to him going, oh, Egyptian Fonzie's just. It's just, it's just an the Egyptian multiverse version. God damn it. I hate these guys. I hate them. Well, welcome to Ad, Ad Henany. It's uh, year one. <laughs> oh, maybe that's the new that, Maybe that's the new ending for the episode. That's year Ad one. Henny. That's year one.
Yeah, can't, it can definitely not be that's ad hendendini because I don't. I still <laughs> throughout the whole episode, I don't know what word I've said or what word I'm supposed to say. I'm gonna have to listen back and hear what you said the first time, and I'll go. Oh yeah, that was it. Jig practice, jig practice, sketch boys like doing this. Yeah. H is going multi. Multi while I'm driving, multitasking that is. Ooh, cut, got cut off. Uh, <laughs> uh, what am I doing? Oh, yes. Thank you for listening. Ep 101 at O'Henderney. Man, so sweet. Uh, what, do we, what do we talk about? I, I tried to. I wonder if I did. But my intention was to interlay a few... Um, clips like while we were talking about stuff so you'd get a better understanding of what uh we were talking about why am i telling you this you don't care i mean you do not not that you're not careless people or heartless (laughs) but uh anyways uh thank you for listening we're on baby we're moving we're rolling 101 it's christmas time is yeah Holidays is what I mean. I've already gotten the backlash from someone at work that was like, when I said happy holidays, they were like, uh, Christmas? Say Christmas. Well, dude, stop. Don't be a butthole. And that's, what a butthole, that guy. I forgive him. It's Christmas. It's holiday. Uh, uh, Facebook, tell a person in person. That would be so sweet about the pod. And I love you. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, all right. Stop this while driving. I don't know why I can't stop it. Stop. Hendrony. <sighs> Hendrony. Henny goes multi. Beetle goes multi. Fonzie goes multi. <laughs> Fonzie goes Egyptian. <laughs> See? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to go off of that now, but I won't. I won't. We already <laughs> had Hendrony it. We'll see you in the multiverse, everyone. Watch it. You don't want to see us in the multi. Because we're just idiots (laughs) and we think everybody's us. Like, I'm not even you. That (laughs) buck tooth idiot is you. Are you? No, that's. That's Lizard George Washington. It's like, nah, I think that's me. Get him. Well, he just destroyed another universe. Hey, I'm just going multi. Hey, man. Why is he dressed like a dirty Beetlejuice? <laughs> and how can that... Isn't that a... uh 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 Oh. That's not an oxymoron, dirty Beetlejuice. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's an oxymoron. <laughs> well, and the best is because Beetlejuice only exists in our timeline. So it's like, why wouldn't you be yourself? Why would you be somebody else? <laughs> That's so stupid. It's, 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 it's gone. It's hey, gone guys, movie. I'm Beetlejuice. And they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. Fine. I'm bad Whatever. Me. I'm bad me. I'm Egyptian. What does Egyptian mean? <laughs> and then you try and spit your cyanide capsule and you accidentally bite it yourself. <laughs> Shit. I wonder if it that's ever... Well, for another time. I wonder if that idea, that's ever happened. The, the, the broken... Oh, yeah. The, like... Broken capsule. Charlie Chapson goes cyanide. What if God came back a jerk? 
sitting unemployment, not wanting work. What if God came back as a jerk? He'd be on a pod doing no work. What if God came back as a skink? He'd be a wiener. What do you think? What if God was still riding the rails? He'd be on the MTA like a snail. Ah, boy, that didn't work. Let's try it again. What if Jesus came back as a jerk in an unemployment line? Not one work. What if Jesus came back as a jerk? We'd put him on the pod. What do you think? Damn it. What if Jesus was going to pod? Do-do-do-do-do. And we're written rent. Welcome down to Wild Line. Get yourself down. Diddle, 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 diddle. Let's see, let's see. What if Jesus came back as a jerk in an unemployment line not wanting to work? Wouldn't we think, what the heck's with this guy? Maybe we should put him up in a fish fry. What if Jesus came back as a slug? We'd say, hey, dude, jingle jugs. <laughs> Jesus came back as a slug. I like that better. I like that much better. What if Jesus came back as a slug, sitting on his rump, playing Dig Dug? What if Jesus came back as a slug, looking at dumb with a tobacco plug in his lip? jeez. Oh, what if Jesus came back as a slug, sitting on the couches, playing Dig Dug? Came back lazy like a jerk. Unemployment line not wanting to work. What if Jesus came back to pod? Sitting on a show being hot rod god. Yes. See? Just takes a little, little something. A little something.